0: 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And let's begin reading in verse number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 5, the Bible says, Of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. Unless I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelations there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure for this thing. I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly. Therefore, will I rather glory in mine infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. I want to draw your attention to a phrase that we find in the heart of verse number seven. Where the Apostle Paul says, there was given to me. And would you please underline this in your Bibles, a thorn in the flesh, a thorn in the flesh. Here in 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul was really defending his ministry. There were critics that were trying to deny the, the apostleship of the Apostle Paul. So the Apostle Paul was writing to defend himself, showing that truly he was called by God and truly he was an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in a way, the apostle Paul had to to glory in himself. He had to boast in what the Lord has allowed him to see. He spoke about an account where he was given a vision. He was brought up to heaven to see things that were not uh, even lawful for him to speak of here. And the Bible tells us that because of the privileges that he has had, because of the revelations that the apostle Paul was able to witness something happened to him. The Bible tells us that it was given to him a thorn in the flesh. The Bible doesn't tell us what this thorn was. It wasn't a a physical thorn as uh, uh, we looked at with the children a few moments ago. Some said that this thorn was some kind of physical uh, uh, problem that he had. Some Say that it was an eye condition. Some say that it was some recurring uh, distress that uh, uh, that he that he suffered. But the truth be told, the Bible doesn't tell us. the The Spirit of God left that out, and I truly believe so that we would be able to sympathize with the Apostle Paul, that we would be able to know that oftentimes in the Christian life we have our thorns in the flesh, we have our afflictions, we have our distresses, and we have our trials. But we see that this thorn in the flesh that was given to the Apostle Paul was given to him for a reason. The Bible even tells us that the Apostle Paul prayed on several occasions that the Lord would remove this thorn, that the Lord would remove this affliction from him. So often we have our trials and we have our afflictions and we have the the. Test of this life and we prayed that the Lord would remove them and we would say Lord if you would take this uh, trial away if you would take this thorn in the flesh away if you would take this affliction away then I will live for you then I will serve you then I will give myself entirely over to you and the Bible tells us that even as the apostle Paul prayed on three separate occasions that the Lord would remove this thing the Bible tells us that the Lord Jesus Christ responded and the Lord did not remove this thorn but the Lord gave the apostle Paul the grace to endure the thorn realizing later that the thorn that the Lord gave the apostle Paul was a gift the affliction that God gave the man of God was a gift so often we see the trials and the afflictions that we have as a curse As a punishment, but notice the language of the text. The Bible says in verse number seven, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation, there was given to me. He doesn't say that uh, uh, the thorn in the flesh was afflicted upon him, but it was graciously given to him by the Lord himself for a purpose. And notice the purpose here. He said in verse number seven, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that were given unto me, a thorn in the flesh was given unto me. The Lord graciously allowed some kind of trouble, some kind of affliction, some kind of trial that happened in the life of the apostle Paul to humble him, to keep him low. Because the Bible tells us, for God resisted the proud, but give it grace to the humble. And so often we look at the trials that we face as some kind of punishment, but, some, but we often have to look at them as a gift from God. Realizing that it came from God. You remember in the book of Job chapter 1, how when the, the devil desired to tempt Job, he had to first go to God for permission first. God had to write it off first. Why? Because the God that we serve is a God that is in full control. Nothing in life just happens. In Romans chapter 8 verse 28, the Bible says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. The thorns in the flesh and the issues of life that we face, we think that it just happens, but the Bible says that all things work together. For good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We, we often say that God is sovereign. That is a big word that simply means that God has complete control. Over every trial or over every affliction, over every thorn in the flesh. Realizing that the gracious hand that has saved our soul is the same gracious hand that allows afflictions. It is the same gracious hand that allows thorns in the flesh to occur. So the reason for the thorn in the flesh was that the Apostle Paul would be able to be humbled so that God would use him. He says, unless I should be exalted above measure The thorn was given unto me. A thorn is a sharp thing that pricks, that pierces, that lacerates, that causes endless pains and inconveniences. Yet it is almost a secret thing, not very apparent to anyone but to the sufferer. Often others can't see the thorns in our flesh. Often others can't see the trials and afflictions that we are facing, but there is someone who does. The Lord Jesus Christ himself. That's why James said in James chapter one, he said, brethren, count it all joy when you go through diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trial of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire and wanting nothing. Instead of seeing the thorns as a curse, see the thorns as a gift. And it is an amazing thing that the Apostle Paul thought that it would have been better that the Lord would remove this thorn from him, that the Lord would would remove whatever affliction that this was. In verse number eight, the Bible says, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And by the way, that was the proper response to the thorn to go to the Lord in prayer. The Lord said in John chapter 15 verse 7, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. The Lord Jesus said it very simply, ask And it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. We have been given a privilege to come before the very throne room of grace that we may obtain help in time of need. And the apostle Paul understood this and he went directly to the throne room of God to ask the Lord for help. He said in verse number 8, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might leave me, that it might depart from me. God said, take it away. Pardon me, the Apostle Paul said, take it away to the Lord. But notice God's response. Aren't you thankful that the Lord doesn't answer prayer the way that we think that it ought to be answered, but he answers prayer according to his own will and his divine sovereignty. The Lord knew that this thorn in his life Was needed. The Lord knew that this affliction that he was facing. It was needful. And the Lord said I'm not going to remove it. But I'm going to give you grace. In verse number 9. And he speaking of the Lord said unto me. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. I want to stop there and look at that the Lord said, I have enough grace to give you and the grace that I have is enough. It's sufficient. And not only did the Lord said that his grace was sufficient for this thorn, for this issue, for this problem. He said, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You know what the thorns in our lives do? They make us weak. They show us we are not as strong as we think we are. And the Lord said, when we are weak, then he is strong. And the Apostle Paul responded the proper way. He said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in mine infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He said this, if this is what it takes for the power of God to be upon my life, I'm going to glory in my thorns. If this is what it's going to take for God to use me for this trial, for this affliction, I am going to take pleasure in my thorns it was charles spurgeon who said it well he said i've learned to kiss the waves that beat me upon the rock of ages he said those storms and those waves and those thorns upon our lives that causes us to run to christ are truly blessings and we must see it as that way and we can get so fearful about all of the things that we're facing. We get so fearful about the state of the world and about our, our circumstances. But you know, the Lord Jesus Christ told us in his word, let not your hearts be troubled. Maybe you heard today and you are troubled because of your afflictions. You are troubled because of your thorns in the flesh. The Lord Jesus Christ said, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And then he went on to say, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Sometimes we have to remember that the sufferings of this life are temporary. The thorns of this life are temporary. The afflictions that we face are only but temporary. And our glorious Savior has promised that He has prepared a place for us if we have placed our faith in Him. And that He is coming back to receive us unto Himself. When I was a teenager in church, they used to sing the song, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. It is an incredible thing that through the afflictions and through the storms and through the thorns in our flesh, the Lord Jesus Christ promises that he will give us grace to deal with it. That they would be used to humble us. That we would learn what it means to be weak so that he can be strong with us. Therefore, our response must be this. Look with me in verse number 10. Therefore, because of this, because of when I am weak, he is strong. Because of this, I take pleasure. Meaning this, when I face these afflictions and when I have these thorns, when I have all these issues, I'm going to take pleasure in them. He said, therefore, I take pleasures in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then am I strong. He he didn't realize this initially. He just wanted the Lord to remove this. But, you know, the Lord's thoughts are not our thoughts. Yeah. In Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9, the Lord said, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, tells us, But the grace of But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. But it only comes after you you have suffered a little while. After the Lord has accomplished his will with the thorns in your flesh, with afflictions that he is allowing that he may strengthen you, that he may establish you, that he may settle you. So some of our greatest possessions that we have are the thorns in the flesh. Some of the greatest things that we have are those things that God has allowed, because those are the things that God are using to bring us close and closer and closer unto himself. In conclusion, we find in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 18, the Apostle Paul says something very interesting. He said, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. The Apostle Paul was saying that the the sufferings of today, the trials of today, you can't even compare it. To when we get to heaven, someone asked me the other day, they said, when we get to heaven, do you think that uh, we will remember all of the trials and all of the sufferings? And I said, absolutely not, because Romans chapter eight, verse 18 tells us that they are not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Realizing that we are pilgrims and sojourners here on this earth and in God's appointed time, he is going to take us up and receive us unto himself where we shall be with him for all of eternity. But in the meantime, he has given us a work to do. And he is changing us and he is molding us and he is making us more and more like into the image of his dear son. And often the way that he would do that is by giving us thorns in the flesh, by giving us our part in affliction, by giving us the trials that we face today. What must be our response? I take pleasure in them. I take pleasure in them. If there should be the the, the happiest people on this earth should be Christian people. Truly, the the happiest people should be Christian people. Because we know that despite what we may go through. Our our future is settled in heaven. In, In Psalm 64, the psalmist pardon me, in Psalm chapter 46, the psalmist said this, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. He said, even though all of these things come to pass, we will not fear. Why? Because we have a refuge in Christ our Savior. We have a hiding place in him. Therefore, whatever the thorn in the flesh may be, whatever the affliction or the trial you are going through today, you can take pleasure in it knowing that nothing just happens. It did not just fall on your lap. It has gone through the gracious hand of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And at any moment, the Lord could remove it. So the thorn in the flesh will be there as long as God desire it to be there because of who God is. In the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, the Bible says, Now unto him that is able... To do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So whatever it is, God is able. He's able to remove it. He's able to bring it. He's able to give you the grace to go through it. He's able to use it to teach you. He's able to take that thorn and to humble you so that he can use you. So whatever it may be, we can take pleasure in it. Whatever it may be, we can rejoice in it. I I, I recall In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, when the people of God were going to battle, they were outnumbered. They did not know what to do. And before the people went out to battle, there was a group of people and they were appointed simply to sing praises unto the Lord. As the people of God were going and as the people of God were marching to fight the enemies of God, there was a group of people and all they did was they praised the Lord. They sung hymns to the Lord. They were joyful unto the Lord. Because the battle was not theirs, but it was God's. So whatever it may be today, how, however deep that thorn may be, whatever size the thorn may be, we can take pleasure in it. We can trust God in it. We can know that God is sovereign and he is using the thorns in our flesh to bring us closer unto himself. And any time you begin to doubt whether or not God truly is using the thorn in your flesh, whether or not God will truly come to your assistance, remember the crown of thorns that were placed upon the head of our Savior. Remember how Jesus, our glorious Savior, suffered and bled upon that cross for our sins. The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah chapter 53 that he was led as a lamb to the slaughter, yet he opened not his mouth that he hung upon that cross. He said, I am like a worm and no man. All they that walk by shake their head. How Jesus Christ willfully died upon the cross with his crown of thorns upon his head, with his hands being wounded, with nails and his feet, with a spear going through his side. As Jesus Christ took upon himself the sin that that we deserve. The Bible tells us that he became sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Jesus Christ with his crown of thorns upon his head hung upon that cross and all of the sin of mankind was all placed upon Christ. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ cried with a loud voice and he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because all of the wrath of God was all poured upon Jesus Christ that day and he took it upon himself and he cried with a loud voice. It is finished that now there is nothing that we need to do to try to get to God ourselves. There is no amount of work that we can do to save ourselves. It was all done at the cross of Calvary by Jesus Christ himself alone. And any time we begin to doubt when we have our little thorns. Remember the big thorns that Jesus Christ took upon himself. Remember how Jesus took it willfully for us. He said, no man taketh it from me, but I lay down my life. He laid it down willfully for us. He went to the cross. Has it ever dawned on you that when the soldiers came to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ at the Garden of Gethsemane, it was Jesus that went up to them and said, who are you looking for? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am here. And they all fell back at amazement. He, he was, he allowed, he, he said to Peter, he could have called 10,000 angels to come and set him free but he was obedient even unto the death of the cross. So anytime we begin to doubt when we are facing the thorns in our flesh, do as the psalmist did. Lift up your eyes unto the hills from whence cometh your help. Look unto Christ who bore your sin debt for you. And if we are trusting in Jesus Christ for our soul's salvation and for the security of that salvation, how is it so often we can't even trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for the little thorns that we face now? Whatever it may be, we can take pleasure in it. Whatever it may be, we can glory in it even though we may pray that the Lord would remove it and the Lord says, no, I'm not going to remove it. I'm going to keep it. We can realize that it is for our sake. And notice what the Apostle Paul said in verse 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. And notice this, for when I am weak, then am I strong. And sometimes God has to bring something to us to show us how weak we truly are so that we can be strong by his power and by his will. So what is your thorn today? What is the afflictions that you are facing today? Do you know that as a believer, you can take pleasure in them? You know that as a believer, you can glory in it. The Apostle Peter put it this way. Brethren, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. He said, when you go through these fiery trials, don't think something strange is happening unto you. But he said, but rather rejoice. We as the people of God can rejoice. You may not know my circumstances, but you can look to me and you can say, David, you can rejoice. I may not know your circumstances and I may not know your thorns, but I can look to you and I can say, because of God's word, you can rejoice. The thorn in the flesh was given for a purpose. That purpose was to humble him. And so that the power of Christ would be perfected in him. And that he would be weakened so much that he would be strong. Hudson Taylor was a missionary that was used by God. Even today, if you go to China, you can see uh, products of his work and all that the Lord used him to do. Someone came to Hudson Taylor towards the end of his life after he had done great things for God and said, what was your secret? Why is it that God used you? And Hudson Taylor responded and said, I think God was looking for someone small enough and weak enough for God to use. And until we get to that place where we are small enough and weak enough, until we get to that place, the Lord won't use us. So he graciously gives us storms. He graciously gives us trials. He graciously gives us afflictions. He graciously allows burdens to come, but he will not give us more than we can, bur- than we can, than we can bear yes. ourselves. He gives us the grace to deal with it, to learn from it, and to grow because of it. So the apostle Paul says, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above you. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we are thankful for your precious word. And despite the thorns in our flesh, the trials and afflictions that we have, Lord, we are thankful that we can take pleasure in them. That we can glory in Christ in them. That we know that all things are working together for good. Because thy word tells us that we love thee. We are the called according to thy purpose. I pray that we would have faith to be able to trust thee in them. And Father, we can leave this place rejoicing. Father, I know there are many here who are going through trials and burdens, those that are here that are facing deep and heavy thorns. And I pray that today they would leave this place with the thorn in their flesh because they realize and they see that Christ is in it, that Christ is working, that Christ has allowed it. I pray, Father, for those who are here who are without Christ, That today they would realize and see the crown of thorns that Christ had on his head. That they would see the suffering of Jesus, our glorious Savior. And that they would call upon him for salvation. Oh, Father, I pray that we as the people of God would draw closer and closer and closer to thee. And that today, even this day under this tent, that those that are without Christ would not walk out of the doors of this tent until they are right with thee. I pray that we, as the people of God, would not walk out of the doors of this tent until we have truly come to the understanding that these thorns in our flesh are for our good and for your glory. So, Father, we, we commit these things unto you. We pray that you would continue to move and work in our midst. And we ask these things in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.